0: Welcome to Good For A Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift and
2: Harry Styles. I'm MK Ashford. And I'm Cressy Cornis. And today, as Cressy said, we are talking about the one, the only Harry Styles. It felt super appropriate right now because of everything going on with 1989 Taylor's version. And we've had this up our sleeves for a minute, but it it had to happen this month like yes it
0: absolutely did mk as our resident former 1d stan can you remind everyone who is harry styles former oh good point
2: you never die stans never die they usually still make it onto my spotify wrapped (laughs) stans never die um okay so if you've been like living under a rock i guess i could tell you who harry styles is harry styles graced this earth in cheshire england on February 1st, 1994. Aquarius king. Yes, he is. He's an Aquarius king. And he lived a small little life. He worked in a bakery, notably, where he serves. <laughs> Did you like see those TikToks? Yes. He's like, I like serve. <laughs> I think about that a lot. <laughs> Until at 16 years old, he tried out for The X Factor in the UK which is like a singing competition show. And he was put into a boy band with four of the other best men on Earth forming One Direction. Simon Cowell formed them. You think Liam is one of the best men on Earth? He was at the time. Okay. okay. He's not anymore. <laughs> Neither is Zane.
0: They've fallen off the roster.
2: They've all kind of like gone off their rockers. But except for Niall, he's perfect. He is one of the best mm-hmm. men on Earth. Actually, I take that back. Yeah. So One Direction's formed. They're a band for like, I don't know, six years. They put out five awesome studio albums. (laughs) And Harry Styles kind of like naturally becomes the front man. They break up in 2016. He starts a solo career. He's had three of his own studio albums. He's definitely the most famous. And yeah, he dated Taylor Swift in
1: 2012.
2: Yes. And I think that's that's basically it. Do a Harry
0: Styles fans have a name like Swifties or the Little Monsters?
2: I I think it might be Harry's, like H A R R I E S. Okay. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, I think that is what it is. But that's like a weird word, so hmm. it's not as like catchy as Swiftie. No, Taylor really won with that one. Yeah, excellent. She was, yeah, she got lucky. I guess Aryanators are pretty good too. Oh, I don't like that word trying too hard selenator is like really that's a bad one
0: yeah that's too many syllables that just do not need to go together in
2: sequence Mm -hmm. that's how i feel about arianator yeah it's weird i like the way that one sounds oh actually i think Believer is one you know
0: what you're right that was really smart that was a moment in pop culture history that changed everything was he the first one to like? Well, I guess there were like deadheads and stuff back in the day. Yeah, but I but feel he like might have been the first. Modern wise, like stan culture today, the Believers pioneered a lot. Believers and BTS stands, mm-hmm. the army, they paved the way. I think Directioners were like
2: shortly after Believers.
0: Yeah, yeah, both entirely scary groups that you did not want to piss off
2: no i like you don't even know like the summer of 2012 i think i just remember one summer i i consumed every single like piece of content on this earth that had to do with one direction for an entire summer yeah i yeah i was like in it that was my first like i was a believer i guess like i liked him but one direction Mm -hmm. is when i fully they hooked you went off the deep end (laughs) now did you watch them live on x factor like week to week Okay. No, the first time I saw them was when they were on Good Morning America for the first time. And I saw them on TV and I was like, they look stupid and embarrassing. They're wearing capris. Ew. I was like, those boys are gross. And then I got back to school and everyone was like, have you heard of this new band, One Direction? It was actually in middle school yearbook. And then we all started watching their YouTube videos from X Factor in yearbook. Mm. And I like remember when the first album dropped. And that's, yeah. So the rest really is history. The rest is history for me and One Direction. <laughs> yeah, they're donezo. RIP. Yeah, that's really sad. That, they're like 16-month break <laughs> that's lasted 10 years.
0: Yeah. Speaking of history and things that no longer exist, let's get into Haler. Let's talk about it. And before we get into this timeline, I want you guys to know that I I wrote the timeline part of this episode. MK covered the songs. And my sources for this, Tumblr post and Twitter. Let's just get that out of the way. If you want the links to those, they're going to be on the website. But take it with a grain of salt. This is Tumblr and Twitter, y'all. I don't know. I feel like it might be the most accurate. Yeah, It could be the most accurate episode we've ever done. Or it could be wildly inaccurate. Just want to get that out of the way. Secondly, I compiled all of these different timelines on the internet and i picked and chose different things from each one to make this list because if i did every single thing this would be a 10-hour episode you guys taylor and harry communicated with each other through social media so much and it is so boring for us to be like and then he liked this post about this on this day that alludes to this you know we're not going to go that deep we're just going to go through the important stuff. So if you think I'm missing anything, you can go to the links that will be on our website and check those timelines out for yourself.
2: Fair. Thank you for the disclaimer.
0: Excellent. Now, MK, this timeline is pretty hefty. Do we want to take this uh, like bullet point by bullet point going back and forth? Yeah. We'll try that out and if it gets weird, we'll switch things up. Okay. Go. Oh my god. They met on March 31st, 2012, At the Kids' Choice Awards in L.A., and afterwards, Justin Bieber, who is a big part of the story, hints that they hit it off and exchanged numbers. Harry was 18 and Taylor
2: was 22. Interesting. Yes. So the day after they allegedly first met, Harry tweets, I feel incredibly lucky to have the life I do. I met some amazing people today and had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. X. This is the first of many tweets we're going to be talking about. These kids fucking love social media at this time. Harry loved Twitter. I miss when Harry yeah. was like firing yeah. tweets off daily. He loved Twitter. He was so weird. He loved on there. subtweeting like crazy. So did Taylor. I think he brought it out in Taylor
0: because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. she subtweeted too during this time.
2: He was always tweeting the most like random, sketchy things, and you know it meant something. But yeah, yeah.
0: So on that same day, Liam Payne joked in an interview, I thought Harry might have went to the bathroom just a little bit when we met her, end quote. Ew, why would
2: he say that? (laughs) That's gross. Okay, so around this time, one of Harry's high school friends, Nick Clough, said that Harry saw a music video of Taylor in 2009 and said, oh my God, she's really, really good looking. I would do anything for a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> ew why are they being so weird because <laughs> they're literal teenage boys they're children
0: let's yep. remember harry was a teenager at this point he was 18 years old that's crazy. he was not mature no not at all then justin bieber pops back into the story and he arranges a hangout for them on april 5th i'm telling y'all justin bieber low-key orchestrated this relationship He invited both Taylor and One Direction to his L.A. mansion. Justin later told Britain's Daily Mirror that one of the biggest artists in the world thinks Harry is so hot, but I have been sworn to secrecy, end quote. Wow. Messy, messy Justin playing matchmaker. This is so funny. He's like their little brother that's just like, yeah, I'm inviting both of you at the same time. Yeah. And apparently they were all swimming together in his pool. Very teenagery, like setup.
2: <laughs> I can't believe she was like a twenty-two-year-old woman, like doing this. That's like, yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> on April eighth, Taylor and Harry allegedly went on a museum date together in New York City, according to some fan sightings. But I guess we don't have any photos of that. No, just like
0: individual ones of them, not them together. But it's assumed that they were there together. Then One Direction begins their tour in Australia and New Zealand, and on April twenty third, Harry kisses a model. It's papped. MK, do you want to like describe these photos? I'm sure they're ingrained in your memory. Ew, that <laughs>
2: probably filled me with as much rage as it filled Taylor. Like, I <laughs> remember this photo and just like wanting to vomit.
0: <laughs> what What do you see, MK? Describe it for the people.
2: I see. First of all, they're like a foot away from each other, but it's the back of Harry's head. He's holding a woman's waist. She's blonde, definitely older than him per usual. Yeah. And she's like holding his neck and they're they're kissing. So after this happened, a source spoke to Vanity
0: Fair saying that he then texted Taylor to alert her that there were pictures online where he was kissing a friend goodbye. So she then Googles it and discovers it was actually this full makeout sesh that mk just described can you imagine that like him being like oh don't like these pictures about to come out if you see them don't worry it's just me and a friend and then you google it that is not a friendly kiss
2: no and we'll post these on our instagram too okay so two days later taylor posts a collage on instagram where one of the photos is a screenshot of her listening to screaming infidelities by joanna pacitti which is about a cheating lover.
0: I'm telling y'all so much of this timeline is social media posts of them subtweeting each other. Oh my gosh. This is so dramatic. Like they had known each other a month at this point and she's already like you cheated on me.
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I think things move faster in that world. True.
0: So after this happened, things quiet down for a while. There's not much buzz around them. They aren't seen hanging out. And in August that year, Taylor posted a picture of billboards in Times Square where her music video is next to an ad featuring One Direction. Again, the social media subtweeting, hinting that they're together.
2: Yeah, also around this time. Members of One Direction were teasing Harry in all sorts of interviews about Taylor. For example, in September, when Harry was asked about celebrity crushes, Zayn loudly whispered Taylor Swift in his ear. So it seems like
0: things are picking back up at this point. They had like a cooling off period after the makeout gate, and things might be back on track. So on September 6th, they both attended the VMAs separately,
2: but they got sushi together afterwards. And on October 5th, a month later, One Direction was interviewed by Capital FM, and Harry chose to play We Are Never, Ever Getting Back Together. The next day, Taylor gets interviewed by
0: Jonathan Ross, and she slips and says she does indeed have a good looking boyfriend.
2: Ooh, boyfriends. Their dating. girlfriend, boyfriend at this time. <laughs> um, also in October, Harry lists Taylor as one of his celebrity crushes for 17 magazine.
0: On October 12th, this one's interesting, and I am so excited to hear your input on this, MK. Harry gets his things I can and things I can't tattoos, which is apparently a quote from Taylor. So Taylor has this interview with New Orleans Living Magazine where she said, quote, these days I've been trying to classify my thoughts into two categories, things I can change and things I can't. It seems to help me sort through what to really stress about, end quote. And also on this day, According to Taylor Swift's diary entries from the lover experts, she writes this love. The day he got the tattoo? Then Harry posted a picture on Instagram of a couple holding hands with love tattooed on both of them. What is going on, MK? Can you break this down? Do you think that the things I can and things I can't as related to Taylor? Like, do you think she inspired that?
2: I could see it. He seems like someone that would be like, you know what? That really speaks to me. And I'm going to get this tattooed because even if we're not together forever, like that's something that you taught me, you know? Yeah. I think it has to be. I mean, that's like a really weird coincidence. It is. It's a very interesting coincidence. She's probably going around telling people that a lot, feeling very philosophical. Yeah, it was a good quote. She's like, this is what I've been doing lately to work on myself. And he was yeah. like, you're incredible. <laughs> I'm getting this tattooed tomorrow. Tomorrow. And she said, this love, it's glowing in the dark. It came back to me. On November 7th, Taylor is seen wearing Harry's airplane necklace. And then again the next day. Which, okay, very, very, very important. Harry always wore this paper airplane necklace. Yes. Can you explain the lore? I don't, I mean, I don't know what else to say. He was always wearing this necklace. He's always had a paper airplane necklace. And like forever, like even on X Factor? um definitely after x factor but it was like years yeah it was like years it was very important and to the point where i bought one yeah i remember yeah and then people asked me if it was for taylor swift and i was too embarrassed to say no harry styles so i said yes but it wasn't it was for harry (laughs) so the fact that she got the necklace is really crazy two paper airplanes flying Mm.
0: do you remember on tour when the paper airplanes were literally flying i do i do remember that was crazy. Then on December 2nd, we get the iconic Central Park date photos where Taylor's wearing the fox sweaters. You all know what I'm talking about. She's holding a baby at some point. MK, can you describe these photos?
2: It's so crazy to me that you called that a baby. That's Lux. <laughs> Explain the lore. That's their hairdresser's baby Lux. But she's so cute. <laughs> and they were all like really close with Lux. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. These are like the most iconic Haler photos of all time. She's wearing a fox sweater. They are the hunters. We are the foxes. Mm, Crazy. And she's wearing like the burgundy coat and they're walking, talking and giggling. Harry's wearing an obscene outfit (laughs) of a chambray button up, a hoodie and a green bomber jacket. It's really ugly. It's very of the time for sure. And the beanie. Oh, God, he looks terrible. But like that was insane that they were just like walking through central park yeah they watched the penguins together it was a moment yeah that was so pr like it's insane and the very next day harry performed for the first time in madison square garden and they attended an after party together where they infamously did karaoke and tried the dirty dancing move photos are everywhere everyone remembers where they first
0: were when they saw this photo and if you don't know what we're talking about it is a picture of harry lifting taylor in the air dirty dancing style and her like head is all the way up and like her neck's out it's
2: it was life-changing we all knew where we were yeah it's something that's kind of impressive of him they were like the same size (laughs) yeah (laughs) And then also the next day, Harry's mom, Anne, tweets, You couldn't buy tickets to the sing song I'm watching. Heart eyes emoji. The sing song? What does that mean? I don't know. She's British. They talk weird. All right. British people, let us know what the sing song is.
0: <laughs> the next morning at 4 a.m., they arrived to their hotel together, holding hands, paparazzi snap and pics. Later that day, Harry tweets, last night was the best thing I have ever done, end quote.
2: Again with the social media. Well, I would assume he was talking about performing at Madison Square Garden. No. I feel like there's layers to it. Okay. That's just me. You're the expert. You are the subject matter expert of this. Okay. I don't know. The next day, they go to Emma Stone's birthday party together, and she wears his airplane necklace again. Also, side
0: note: Throughout this timeline, Harry gives Taylor his necklace, a Jimmy shoe purse, a teddy bear, like all of these little gifts. So, MK, do you think gifts are Harry's
2: love language? Yeah, maybe he loves to he loves to give away his clothes.
1: He yeah, often shares there are clothes. So with many gifts in this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's his vibe. Yeah. In late December, they go on the infamous ski trip and get into a snowmobile accident. And Harry gets a small scar on his chin from having to get stitches. 20, I presume. 20 stitches in the hospital room. Or maybe that word just fit into the song better. Because it was a very small
0: scar. You started crying, and baby, I did too. Wow. (laughs) This moment gave us so many songs. This moment could be why Taylor Swift has a Grammy today. For 1989. This moment has inspired songs to this day. (laughs) To literally like last month, Mm -hmm. we got some songs about this moment. Yeah. This moment is pivotal in Taylor Swift's life. And we need to thank Harry and the Snowmobile for that. For hitting the brakes too soon. I'm so glad they're fine, but this is very important for the culture.
2: He's a reckless driver. They committed homicide. No, (laughs) manslaughter. (laughs) Vehicular manslaughter. (laughs) I I hope they didn't commit homicide. That's a very different crime. Yeah. (laughs) Vehicular manslaughter.
0: Okay, and then I love this. A few days after all of this, for Christmas, allegedly, one of Harry's gifts to Taylor was him singing What Makes You Beautiful and country style. I literally teared up a little bit when I read this. (laughs) That is like... Uh, that's so barbie and ken Coded. you know she ate that up you know you she loved that Think that's what makes you beautiful
2: <laughs> and country style uh, that had to have been so uncomfortable even harry styles i think even the best singer in the world no he's not the best singer in the world but i'm saying like <laughs> it could be anyone is what i'm saying yeah it's gonna be weird if they sing solo to you they sit you down and sing at you. That's uncomfortable for anyone at any time.
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm assuming this was like a group family setting and it was very silly and fun. Like him trying to do a country twang. Like I doubt he was doing it like seriously, you know.
2: Still cringe. <laughs> but they did go on to spend New Year's together in Times Square at the ball drop and they kissed at midnight. And I also remember this very vividly. And we have a song about this moment, too. Harry is just the man that keeps delivering to this fandom. I know. That moment was so iconic. That was like the first time that everyone was like, okay, like this is like like, they're kissing in public. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was the day my heart broke. Okay. Things are about to get crazy, guys. We're about to get some whiplash. Something is about to happen. After New Year's, they take a trip to the Virgin Islands together. Sources who saw them say they were out and about at restaurants. They seemed happy, very affectionate with each other. It seems like everything was peachy keen. And then we get to January 4th with the very, very famous in this fandom picture of Taylor Swift and the blue dress on the boat leaving. MK, do you want to describe this photo?
2: What does Taylor look like? So there's like a grainy photo from far away of Taylor Swift on the back of a white what kind of looks like a boat that you would like go on a tour in. Like, you know, it's not like a Yeah. It's not like a yacht, but she's like sitting in a blue like in her 1950s dress vibe that she had at the time in a blue dress looking very pensive.
1: Yeah. She's upset. she's wearing
2: sunglasses, but you can tell that she's upset, yeah, and she's, she's like just looking kind of off into, staring the horizon. into the distance, yeah, I'm like pondering life, yeah, she looks like a scorned woman,
0: yes, she also looks a little pissed, notably, she is wearing a very similar blue dress to what she wears in the out of the woods music video, so something happened that caused Taylor to leave early uh, this is allegedly when they had a very sudden breakup i mean this was four days after their times square kiss at midnight
2: mm-hmm. I, they've only been dating for like four months <laughs> total yeah but yeah so apparently after dinner they went on the boat and a drunk harry quote left taylor on their boat for a few hours without telling her where he was going And when he returned, Taylor was crying and furious, and she called him a dick and accused him of running around with girls. How do we know she called him a dick?
0: This is one of those sources say things. Take it up with the Tumblr, Twitter. Who was there? I don't know.
2: (laughs) It's It's so specific. Again, you guys, this is all allegedly... That would be like really insane if they went on a trip together to the Virgin Islands, like days after they publicly kissed for the first time. And he literally left her in the middle of the night to go find other girls. Like, do you really think that he did that? Or do you think he just like went partying? I think he I mean, either way is like. Went
0: partying. If we're to take this as at face value, I think he went partying and Taylor's mind jumped to the incorrect cl- conclusion knowing that like the photos that happened a couple months prior to this
2: but i don't blame her like if you're on a trip together and one of you is like i don't really feel like going out tonight and he's like i don't give a fuck i'm going like i'm leaving you on this boat like for why (laughs) we're here together yeah that is like i don't like that so she's i understand why she's mad (laughs) yeah
0: but again this is what happens when you take a drunk teenager on vacation
2: so true. She was babysitting.
0: And of course, the next day she tweets, till you put me down.
2: We're back on social media, guys. A few days later, on the 10th, Taylor attends the People's Choice Awards, and you can kind of see a hickey on her boob. Also this day, Taylor tweets, quote, back in the studio. Uh-oh. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, lordy. Everyone watch oh. out. But oh, she was lordy. right for that. She was right. Uh oh. Yeah.
0: Then in February, we're jumping ahead a month, Taylor posted a picture of her baking. And in the background, you can see a framed picture of handwritten lyrics to the Timber Traps' sweet disposition leaning against the wall. Harry has slightly incorrect lyrics from this song tattooed on himself. In a later interview, the lead singer of the Timber Traps shared this story of Taylor asking him for it. Quote, She was like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, ah, it's my boyfriend's birthday soon, and I want to give him a present. Here's a piece of paper. Can you please write down the lyrics to Sweet Disposition? Sign it. I want to give it to him. So I had this dilemma in my mind at that point. Do I write the wrong lyrics? Do I write the right lyrics? Doogie laughed, end quote.
2: So it appears she never got to give it to him. I guess not. So then on February 10th, we get Taylor's performance of We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together at the Grammys, where she does the male talking part of the bridge. And so he calls me up and he's like, I still love you. But she did it in a very terrible British accent. While he was in the audience. And cameras cut to One Direction and Selena Gomez. Very funny. Yeah. She's so unserious. She. (laughs) This is her publicly subtweeting about him. God, I mean even to this day, not to bring up like other things right now, but she does this all like, she'll never be serious. (laughs) She literally sang about the chiefs last night. Like I can't with her. Yeah. Our
0: Swift report is going to be insane. Get ready for that at the end of the month. So Harry is asked about this afterwards and he says it was just another great Taylor Swift performance.
2: So he's taking this all like a champ. Always respectful, a respectful King. Well, in the media, not to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Take what you can get. So things cool down for a while, and there's a few instances where Harry's bandmates are making fun of him. They're attending the same award shows, but nothing major really happens until August 25th, 2013. They're at the VMAs, and they allegedly talked for a few minutes before the show and hugged. They sit down. Harry's staring at her all night, and at one point, he even obviously texts her because he's staring at her as he does this. Taylor takes her phone out, and she and Selena read the text. Selena's jaw drops, and they look back at Harry. Iconic. Yeah. They ended up at the same VMA after party. And according to Liam, Taylor and Harry sat at the piano together all night and sang Purple Rain by Prince. Okay. Lots to unpack here. Lots to unpack. What did Harry text her? And also, we have to
0: talk about how obvious it was. Like, I'm sure you've seen the videos, right, MK? Yeah. Where he's like texting her, looking at her, watching the reaction, Selena's jaw dropping, glancing back.
2: All on camera. All on live television. I bet he was just like, what are you doing after? And they were just like shook that he reached out. (laughs) Yeah. I love that moment for them. Amazing. Okay, now,
0: what do you think about The Purple Rain by Prince of the Soul? Weird song choice, but sure. It's such a shame our friendship had to end. I mean, lyrics make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure if either of them have the range for a prince song but good for them for trying Jeez, all right (laughs) let's roast them sorry i love purple rain it's an excellent song and i just cannot see either of them doing that well well i'm sure they were drunk too so true true i'm sure everyone was yeah so after this things quiet down once again just silly little red carpet moments here and there with harry's bandmates continuing to tease him little things Um, They were both in London at the same time at one point, and they also hung out with Friends star Courtney Cox together. Are they
2: getting back together, question mark? No. On November 21st, 2013, Harry's seen with another girl. So Taylor tweets, I've listened to Hold On by Colby Calais 45 times today. So on repeat. So important. Another
0: sub-tweet from our girl about Harry. One thing about Harry is he's
2: always going to be out and about with another girl. Always. Um, I also want to say her profile picture from the 1989 era is so iconic of her, like, leaning forward and looking back with, like, yeah, a smoky eye. With the flash. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love that picture. So let's jump ahead to January. Things have cooled down since the November incident of Harry being with another girl. And there are rumors of them secretly hanging out together. On January 22nd, Taylor writes, I know places. And we know this because she takes a Polaroid from the days that she wrote all of the songs from 1989 with uh, timestamps written on them. And on February 9th, she writes clean, which is interesting because she does not seem finally clean at this point. Because on February 19th, she writes style. (laughs) Wow. In an interview with Ryan Seacrest talking about the song, Taylor said, quote, well, it's basically kind of one of those relationships that's always a bit off. If the song is about kind of a I talk about in another song on the record, a crooked love, which is kind of like never synced up right. And the two people are trying to forget each other. And they've both been out with other people. And they've both tried to forget the other. And so it's like, all right, I heard you went off with her and you came back. Well, I've done that, too. So. That's what that line means, end quote. Do we really think Taylor was out and about with other guys at this point?
2: No, I think she, like, did that <laughs> to... Like, she might have been, but it wasn't ever, like, serious for her. I really think that that yeah. was her, like, trying to cover up and be like, no, I'm cool. I'm a cool girl. Yeah, I'm totally cool with
0: it. I can date around, too. <laughs> yeah, this is an open relationship. It's
2: fine. I twitch. And that's what we all thought when the original 1989 came out. But as I said in the... 199 tv episode we thought she was cool but the vault songs have come out now we know she was not cool at all no she was she was pissed she was contemplating dying <laughs> <laughs> that's insane so in october 1989 comes out and harry praises it every time he's asked about it in interviews respectful king mm-hmm. one of these was turned into a gift and taylor liked it on tumblr following this there
0: are more moments of them being at the same parties being around the same circles but nothing too interesting has happened then in april taylor and calvin get together and that concludes their relationship timeline and something interesting about this is when they first came out and they had their first public appearance at that award show the red carpet we all remember taylor in that beautiful like white cutout jumpsuit fuck ass bob looks great calvin's there and uh on this day this is definitely just a coincidence but it's something i saw on all of the timelines that i read that i thought was super interesting harry's instagram was in black and white at this point like you know this mk like Mm -hmm. that was his whole aesthetic all of his photos were in black and white but on the day that taylor and calvin did their first public appearance that was the first time he posted in color
2: isn't that weird that is weird
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know if that means anything with this timeline, but it coincidentally, it was that day when he broke the mm, black and white.
2: It's interesting. Do you think it was a nod to the rest of the world was black and white, but we were on Screaming Color? I don't know. They do love to get
0: each other's attention via social media. I could see that, but also
2: he could have just been like, I'm tired of black and white, you know? Before we get into the songs, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Okay, so let's get into all the songs, the many, many plethora of songs, allegedly, that have been produced from this relationship, which there are many from both sides. Yes, MK, as you are the expert of this, I am
0: so excited to hear your breakdown of these songs, because I've never heard something great by One Direction. What What is that?
2: No, it actually blows my mind that people haven't heard One Direction songs. Like, how do you not know Something Great? Um, Something Great is a One Direction song that came out on Midnight Memories. So this would have been like right after they met, like in the middle of their beginnings, uh, like of the first year, kind of. It's a song about kind of how it's it's not really working out, but like he thinks that they could be something great. I mean, there was no real evidence that this song was about her, but I think a lot of people assume that now that she put in, is it over now? You search in every model's bed for something greater, baby. Yeah. Eh, it like could be a coincidence, but it's interesting. Yeah. That was kind of the first song that we got from him and we got less from him definitely than we did from her. She devoted an entire album, but nothing else happened until 1989. Um, I would say the whole album is about him. I don't think Wildest Dreams is about him, but it could be.
0: Or Bad Blood and You Are in Love.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah, those. But everything are. else, yeah. Most notably, him. obviously, Style. Yeah. I mean. That's his last name. That one's just pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> it's his last name. Um, Out of the Woods, too. The Hickler Manslaughter. Um, I think Clean is definitely about him. And also, I think it's interesting... That Wonderland, I mean, I can't confirm that this is what she was thinking, but he is from a place called Cheshire, Cheshire Cat. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just think maybe it inspired her. Okay. A little bit. The next song from him was Perfect by One Direction that he wrote. Love this song. This is a good song. Love it. Yeah. So this song, if you don't know, is about not really being able to tie yourself down he's saying um i might not be the one you take home to mother but i can be the one tonight he did say midnight driving with the windows down which is a very important motif on 1989 yeah if you'd like to do whatever you've been dreaming about wildest dreams i don't know um Mm -hmm. and if you like cameras flashing every time we go out and if you're looking for someone to write your breakup songs about baby i'm perfect
0: Oh lordy, I love it because he's always taken the songs that she's written about him like a champ. Mm -hmm. And even here, he's like, write the breakup songs, like let's go through this, let's have the bad breakup. Like I'm okay with this, let's do it. I love it.
2: He's owning up to who he is. He was like, yeah, I'm not gonna settle down, but like if you want to have little secret rendezvous, I'll be there. I'm perfect for you. And I guess she said, yeah, I accept that. (laughs) That's my man, and I'm gonna stand beside him. So then the most obvious after that one is probably Two Ghosts by Harry Styles. It came on his first solo debut album, um, self-titled. He says, same lips red, same eyes blue, same white shirt, couple more tattoos. And it's just about how they're like still trying to make this work. Like he says, we're not who we used to be. We're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me. But I think Mm -hmm. it's because they're like still hanging out. Mm. So I think this was from like the era... Post breakup, yeah. And then a couple more that aren't super obvious, but I think would probably be about her just because of the era. From the dining table, woke up the girl who looks just like you. I almost said your name. We all get that. Yep. This is also fun fact, everyone. This is I think this is my favorite Harry Styles
0: song. I love from the dining table. That is a good song. It's so sad. That's good.
2: Even my phone misses this is your, your call. call. I know. That's a good one. Ever since New York, no real evidence in these lyrics, but just about New York City and, you know, about an old relationship. So I feel like it's possible. And meet me in the hallway. Also nothing specific, but he was kind of admitting to being a man whore. And it was almost like shifting blame. Like, well, you're you're not here. You stopped fighting for this. And I feel bad about it. But like, I'm going to be out and about with other girls. Sorry. Mm hmm. So then it gets pretty quiet for years and years and years until Evermore comes out. I think Right Where You Left Me is the next time that we think that a song might be about Harry Styles. Mainly because of that trip to the British Virgin Islands that night that they broke up. They did have this dinner where there was like a white tablecloth and it was their last dinner together. So I think... And he left her on a boat. He left her that night, literally. Yeah. It does seem accurate. Her hair was like pinned up and... It makes sense.
0: Yeah. I never put that together, but it makes sense
2: now. Mm -hmm. We didn't hear them sing about each other again for another while until Midnight's, which I think the fandom pretty much assumes Maroon and Question are about Harry Styles. Yes. Maroon is a little less obvious. They talk about carnations, roses, but Question is way more obvious. She literally put the beginning... I remember from Out of the Woods. Yeah. In the beginning of the song.
0: Yeah. Iconic. Pretty sure. Iconic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. Good girl, sad boy, big city, wrong choices. So Mm. true. She was a good girl with a tight little skirt. She was. And he was a sad boy. Painted all my nights a color I've searched for since. Kissed you in a crowded room, potentially New Year's Eve. The clapping. Yeah. And then, of course, after that, we get the Vault tracks from 1989, which are presumably about him. But we don't need to talk about those. Those just came out and we talked about them in the very last episode. And they're definitely about Harry.
0: Yes. These two have put out some excellent songs about each other. And I, for one, am thankful that this relationship happened. Although it was short-lived, it did serve our country.
2: I know. I agree. And I will say, too... There's a few other Harry songs that have no evidence to be about her. But like To Be So Lonely, do you know that song? Mm -hmm. It's about like I was young. I was arrogant. Don't blame me. I was just like going through some shit. I feel like that applies to her more than like his real like long-term relationships. Just, you Mm -hmm. know, random songs that I feel like might be about her. So I feel like they continue to write about each other. And she talks about how she's had a relationship that she feels like was the one that got away, you know, or like, it's never really finished or whatever. She's definitely talking about him. And I kind of almost feel like he thinks the same thing. I do too.
0: So now let's just discuss their relationship as a whole before we close out this episode. What do you think happened? Do we think it's
2: over for good? I do. Do we think they're going to find their way back to each other? Do we think they're friendly? Oh, they're obviously friendly. We've seen them at like yes. the Grammys the last few years mm-hmm. and she like stood up for him at the VMAs and when mm-hmm. no one else was standing for his really weird performance where the mm-hmm. he had technical difficulties. Yeah, I think they are friendly and I think there is lingering something there, but I don't think they would ever get back together unless they were like in their 50s and it was like a yeah. Ben Affleck, J-Lo get back together situation. Oh my god, now I have something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I mean they are both oh in relationships god. right now that everyone thinks yeah, are like super are. in game. And his girlfriend is beautiful. She's so pretty. And she's age appropriate. Mm-hmm. That's nice for yeah, him. Yeah, good for him. She's his age.
0: Speaking of age appropriate, how do we feel about their age gap at the time? I have mixed feelings. It's a it's weird to me.
2: It's a little weird to me too. And this came off the heels of her trying to date Connor Kennedy too. Yeah, that was so weird. But I don't think it's like disgusting, you know? It's not disgusting. I mean, even if it was like, even if it was a boy who was four years older. I don't love 22 to 18 just because I think there is such a big gap. But I also think that gap might be perceived by a normal person who, like, leaves high school and goes to college at that time period and grows up so much in those four years. Whereas, like, that's not really something that they went through. So true. Yeah. So I don't think it's, like, as different for them. But it is a little weird. I don't think I would be, like, in my 20s dating a teenage boy. but Yeah. I heart.
0: completely agree I find it weird but not like grooming appropriate. like nothing on no. that level
2: no just odd that she just would weird. like want to I don't know yeah like, go to that Justin Bieber pool party
0: yeah but it does seem like they were both really into each other and it was completely mutual
2: so yeah oh my gosh okay you know what I also forgot another song Gold Rush definitely about him definitely about oh. him Sorry, I'm Evermore. About Gold Rush. I know. I feel bad. I feel like I'm like doing Evermore dirty today. But I'm like, I love Evermore. But yeah, Gold Rush definitely about him. I mean, I love this whole facade
0: about those albums being fictional. Oh
2: God, no. And meanwhile, we know. No. Have you seen the theory that all of folklore is about him? Yeah, I've seen
0: it. That's a that's a bit too much for me, but I can see some parallels. It's a stretch. I know. It's a stretch, but
2: I can see it. I can see it with the one for sure. Yeah. And kind of like the James Betty, like, that whole storyline kind of matches up with what happened. Yeah, the cheating. Illicit affairs. like Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's the ending she wanted to
2: happen but didn't. And in those long pond sessions where she was like, I think they ended up together. But I think like, Aww. if that's what she was pulling from, they didn't in real life. And that's what like, I don't know. It might, it might not yeah. be. But she couldn't say it was about him. She was literally dating someone No, for she five was years. in a relationship. And she's like, no, I swear, babe, I just made this up in my head. <laughs> this is, these are fake people. It's from like a book that you haven't heard about or read before.
0: Yeah, literally don't worry about it. Also, help me write it. <laughs> okay. Joe Alwyn
2: did not write Betty. Like, he, there's just no freaking way. He didn't do that. Like, we've got to stop pretending he wrote Betty. He didn't. I, I, Yeah, he might
0: have, like, piped in with an opinion, but he, this was certainly Taylor's pen.
2: He did not look at Taylor in the eye sitting at a piano and sing the whole chorus of Betty. That did not come from his brain. I don't believe it for a second.
0: Joe Alwyn, if you want to defend yourself, feel free to come on the show. We'd love to have you. We've got a lot of questions. Can you fight? (laughs) (laughs) Question number one, can you fight?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Question number two, was she doing you a solid to get you a Grammy for no reason but funsies?
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I saw this tweet. This is so more suited for Swift Report, but I just have to share it with you guys. I saw this tweet that was like, don't you love that Scott Swift can now at dinner ask him how football's going instead of being like, so how's the job hunt going?
2: (laughs) Not the job hunt. (laughs) He was very capital U
0: unemployed. Yikes.
2: He did that one thing (laughs) with the show. Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He did that one thing in six years. (laughs)
0: Anyway, uh, closing thoughts on Harry before we get into our nightmares and daydreams. I freaking love them. I am so glad this created 1989 and everything
2: that followed. What a love. I know. I agree. The one thing that we missed out on talking about was Halsey's song on Tumblr.
1: <laughs>
2: the Hailer song. Yeah. Do you want to describe that? Iconic. Um I don't even, like, remember what it was about. It feels like a fever dream. Like, how was that real? Like, she's a real artist that did that. She, like, wrote a song about their relationship and, like, posted it on Tumblr, and it was really embarrassing. And wasn't it, like, kind of bashing Taylor?
0: Yeah, it was slut-shaming her. Yeah.
2: Because she had a
0: crush on Harry. Yeah. But now Halsey and Taylor are cool, but that was a very funny moment. And Tumblr. Shout out to Tumblr. I miss it every day.
2: I'm looking at the lyrics right now. We knew she was trouble when she snagged Styles. How could we allow Taylor to get him with her fake smiles? It seems he's hers now. We knew she was trouble when she got Styles. So shame on us. This fandom's getting hostile. She's going to put him in her ex boy pile.
0: Okay, Halsey.
2: All right, Halsey. Anyway,
0: that concludes our discussion of Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Join our Discord chat with us on socials. And with that said, let's get into our nightmares and daydreams. I'll start with my daydream. It's not that interesting, but I finally have watched The Boys on Amazon Prime. I've been putting it off for so long. Never heard of it. Oh, it's really good. I've really enjoyed it. So Basically, it's about a world like ours in present day, but there are superheroes. And it's about like the, the corporate side of that, um, all of the destruction that they cause, sort of like the negative side of superheroes, like the PR crises that they are having to cover up, the people they accidentally kill that are completely innocent. And there's a group of people called the boys that are trying to expose them and take them down because the world just sees them as beloved, amazing American patriots fighting for us. But they actually like kill people. And they're trying to expose them. And it's very dangerous, obviously, because like the main guy, Homelander, he has like laser eyes and can just, he could kill like millions of people with one swoop if he wanted to. And I just finished season two. I'm in the middle of season three and I'm really enjoying it. I'm a little late to the party. This came out a couple years ago, but I do recommend it. I like it. It is a little gory. If you don't like Blood and Guts, you might not like it. I don't like Blood and Guts either. I just look at my phone when those parts happen.
2: Okay. Cool. Good to know. I don't know if that would be my vibe, but it sounds interesting. It's really good writing. Okay. Um, I think my daydream is going to be a podcast. I feel like I don't consume as much like music or media or like stuff like that because in the car, I'm always listening to a podcast. But the one that I like, it's my end all be all right now is The Toast. And I know Mm -hmm. that that's not indie or underground like I know it's one of the <laughs> biggest podcasts in the world. They're always number two on entertainment, Apple podcast. But uh, yeah, I'm obsessed. Jackson, Claude, my girls, I they come out. it comes out every day, which also I have so much respect for now. Like as someone who podcasts and know what it takes to like talk for an hour and then edit it for two yeah. hours or longer. And they do it every single day. They record it in the morning and edit it immediately after and post it every day. Like that's so impressive. Do you
0: want to say what it's about for people who don't know what it's about, like me?
2: Oh, uh, it's like an entertainment thing. They talk about the fast five stories that you need to know. And it's just like five entertainment news stories. Okay, like pop culture stuff. Yeah, pop culture. Cool. I love the toast. What's
0: your nightmare? My nightmare since it's November is Thanksgiving. I hate Thanksgiving. It's the worst holiday. The food is delicious, yes, but it is not worth the stress and the travel when you're going to see your family again in one month. I took the lead this year and I convinced my family to cancel Thanksgiving altogether and we're going to a casino instead.
2: But how is that different? You still have to travel and like make plans and arrangements and see your family. So I think you do just hate Thanksgiving. I do. I hate Thanksgiving. But this is only for
0: the day. Uh, It's also a much shorter drive for me because I don't have to go all the way to Florida. I'm going to Alabama, Wind Creek Casino. And there's no cooking. There's not going to be people stressed out in the kitchen. Uh, There's not going to be a TV blasting in the living room. There's not going to be barking dogs. There's not going to be a crowded dining room. We're just going to be having family fun. Who's with me on hating Thanksgiving?
2: Mm, I really like Thanksgiving. I think it's a lovely holiday for us to be thankful and happy and eat a bunch of food, hang out. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving. But I'm also not really doing it this year. I'm going to New York City. I'm going to be with family. I'm going to see my cousins. But, um, you know, it's not going to be like a big family Thanksgiving. It's just going to be me and my two cousins in New York City. And I'm very pumped about it.
0: Hell yeah. Fuck Thanksgiving. Now, what's your
2: nightmare? I don't know. I'm feeling really positive lately. Well, that's good. Oh. Oh, no, I do have one. My nightmare is Killers of the Flower Moon.
0: Okay, elaborate. You know, Scorsese is a fan of this podcast, so be careful.
2: I know. And Leo. You know, I don't want to piss him off. But that movie was really, really, really long and really, really, really boring. And there was no interesting part of the plot because from the very, very beginning, you knew what was going to happen. It wasn't even like I'm just pretty good at predicting foreshadowing in movies. Like, no, I think like a baby could see that movie and tell you how how it was going to end from the first 10 minutes. And then that's Mm. exactly what happened. Like, you you knew it was so obvious. And then there were like no plot twists. It just you just watched it play out. And it was so long. Like this is the best way I can describe how like stupidly long it was. There was a court scene where they describe a situation in which someone died. You watch the man sit on the stand and describe the situation in total. Then you like watch it from other people's perspectives multiple times over. You watch the same thing that someone's already completely described. Like, why didn't you play the scene of it happening over him talking about it? Why do you have to talk about it mm-hmm. and then watch it and then watch it from someone else's perspective? It was so it was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It would have been a good movie if it was an hour and a half shorter. Did
0: you feel the same way about Oppenheimer? Because I do feel like with Oppenheimer, we all knew what was going to happen. You know, um,
2: yes and no. Like, I guess you knew what was going to happen because history, but I thought that there was a lot of like interesting plot points and like things about his personal life that we didn't know or like expect. I thought it was just a more interesting story and I was engaged the whole time. I literally fell asleep in Killers of the Flower Moon a little bit. Oh, okay. It was bad. Okay. Movie critic MK. Yeah. Sorry, Scorsese. He's a really cute old man. He is. Love his TikToks. Well, anyway, that
0: concludes this episode of Good for a Weekend. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Join our Discord. All of our social links are in the show notes of this episode. All of the sources for this episode will be on our website if you want to check out those timelines for yourself and do your own deep dive. We also have a buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash GFA weekend if you want to buy me and MKA a coffee. I like coffee, so I'd appreciate it. Who doesn't? Well, I guess a lot of people. Anyway, thank you for listening to another episode. And we will see you in two weeks for the Swift Report. And good Lord, we have so much to talk about. Travis in Argentina. The lyrics changed. The surprise songs. The Air is back, baby. Lots of content to discuss. The Grammy noms. All the things. The Grammy noms. Oh, my God. We're only halfway through the month and we already have so much to talk about. So it's going to be a big episode. Get ready for that.
1: This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus performance line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus performance line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ How do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup.
0: Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.